This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's interview is a part two with our lower school counselor, Kim Hedrick, as she continues to discuss the power of emotions in the classroom, as well as how that looks in the model using the Exceeding Expectations 2 book that you can now purchase, and that will be linked in the podcast description. We hope that you enjoy our interview with Kim Hedrick. I think that's great. Uh, and it moves right into what, what we were wanting to talk about as well, which uh, restorative practice is part of, is us recognizing the power of emotions. And, and we know the emotion center of the brain is, I mean, it, it's, it really is the center uh, of the brain. In fact, we talk with our teachers about um, the more that we're learning about the brain, the, the things that are happening, you're actually putting through that filter of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're emotional beings, right? Exactly. And uh, some of us express those emotions uh, very evidently. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, those people that you say they wear their emotions like on their mm-hmm. sleeve, you know, it's mm-hmm. out there for everybody to see. And, mm-hmm. and some people are very reserved on their emotions. Maybe you have no clue what they're feeling uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, but their brain is processing it, right? Exactly. And so just because they're either showing you emotion or not showing you emotion don't, doesn't mean that emotion is not being used there as they're processing that. And so recognizing those positive emotions, those negative emotions, just that whole emotion process uh, in the brain mm-hmm. is a, a huge part of what we want to recognize in our model. And you, you mm-hmm. talked with the teachers yesterday about emotions and kind of how they are so impactful uh, you gave a couple scenarios I know that's in the book, but mm-hmm. what are some things when you think of it, maybe from the guidance side or just mm-hmm. maybe from you know, interactions you've had, mm-hmm. what are some things that you think about when you, we talk, we'll start talking about emotions? emotions. Um, I liked how in Chapter 9, of, and so I also was able to share with our staff about uh, Chapter 9 of Exceeding Expectations, um, is that emotions just are, right, like you yeah. said. And the critical thing is, we can learn to control our responses to those emotions, but those emotions um, are, and we're such whole beings. We can't, um, and I loved how in, in the chapter, John Rady said, we are learning that emotions are the rules of multiple brain and body systems mm. that are distributed over the whole person. We cannot separate emotion from cognition or cognition from the body. And, and you know, we, we recognize oh, that. Wow. We are certainly whole beings. Um, and, you know, those implications then in the classroom, uh, also in this chapter, Dr. Sylvester said, emotion drives attention, which drives learning and memory, problem solving, and just about everything else. How powerful, right? Right. And, and our teachers understand that, the implications, um, you know, in the classroom and then for life also. We're just, we're, right. we're whole beings, and we, we understand that. Well, and that's why we ask our teachers even to do stuff like greeting your kids when they walk in the door. Part, so part of greeting the kids when they're walking in the door is recognizing where they're at for the day, right? Yes. Of yes. realizing, I, I mean, it, my, my ride to school might be different than other people's ride to schools, but especially when my kids were younger, um, that ride to school sometimes is pleasant, sometimes it's not. Right. You know, sometimes, right. you know, you get two or three kids in the back of the car, sometimes they start picking <laughs> on each other, and, uh, you know, or whatever. Right. And so recognizing that, you know, the, everybody's drive-in wasn't the same. Everybody's waking up wasn't the same. Um, and so where they're coming from, from that morning experience, you know, some people maybe woke up and had a, a great breakfast 
And then other kids, maybe it was the alarm didn't go off, you know, and they're waking up to somebody yelling, get in the car. Or like, you know, we're, we're <laughs> going to be late. Right. Um, and, you know, they're grabbing a whatever's in a wrapper on the way out the door to try to eat something for breakfast, yes. hopefully eating something for breakfast, yes. but sometimes not. Well, I know. Um, and so, you know, maybe they got out here and got stuck in traffic or whatever, trying to get there and they start panicking. We had a, a parent meeting the other day and and there had been a backup on one of our roads coming in. And, mm-hmm. and it was comical. She was talking about her eighth grader was like all panicked because she was going to be late, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And so, and, and, you know, mom is sitting there talking to her and she's like, it's okay. Like being late one day is not going to be the end of the world, right? <laughs> right. There's going to be times in life when you're going to be late and it's out of your control. Like we left with plenty of time. There's nothing we can do about the road, you know, being, being backed up. Right. And, uh, you know, so she said, you know, she's talking about because she's all the kid is, is one of those kids that doesn't want to be late. You know, so recognizing as kids are coming in that door, you don't always know what they've gone through. And so there is some emotions happening. Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's negative. And so the teacher greeting that kid at the door sometimes helps to just calm that down. If it was a you know negative experience or maybe they were ramped up a little bit of calming them down. I know I've used that to welcome kids and, and reminding them you know, of some procedures as they're walking in, you know, and, or saying, man, you're looking, you're, you know, you're looking a little upset. Do you need to go set, you know, in that calming corner? Do you need to go sit over on the couch for a minute exactly. and take a couple deep breaths, uh, you know, to get, get ready for class? I loved hearing our preschool teacher yesterday talk about the breathing. Yes. You know, activity yes. with her preschoolers because she was talking about, you know, they go out, they get ramped strategies. up. Yeah. yeah, they go out. She said, we go out, we get ramped up, we get all excited. She said, and then we're trying to calm back down for class to do something. And, and she said, they do this breathing activity. I don't Have you been a part of that or been and seen that? Yes, I have. Uh, so explain a little bit what she, it was, it sounded so cute. I think I need to go do a breathing activity with preschool. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I actually haven't, I haven't been in there when they've done it, but I've heard them talk about it. Uh, but it was just so neat, wasn't it? They were yeah. already all lined up and ready to go. And uh, because, yeah, we, we get that movement in and then we do need to get that calm and center. But they were ready, weren't they? Yeah. They knew what the colors meant. And I believe there were like um, just the music and the tone was set. And they, they knew what that meant. That was that transition yeah. to we're taking those breaths. And, but, we're, and uh, I, I thought it was hilarious. She said that they all said they needed to do this activity. And she said, okay. And she turns around and they're all laying down because they're supposed to lay down, like watch a stone rise and fall on oh, their stomach, yes, yes. I guess. Uh-huh. And she yeah. said, she turns around and they're all laying down, like ready to do this breathing activity. Yeah, and yeah. she was like, oh, okay. We're apparently breathing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, our teachers being in the door, uh, saying a student's name. I've read studies that when a student is recognized and um, how, how seen we feel when somebody addresses us and uses our name, it's pretty oh, powerful. Wow. And um, then another really neat part of that is that I've talked with students about this a lot. They know when their classmates come in by the look on their face, if they've had a right, you know, so it's yeah. not just the teacher, the students uh, are a class family and they're getting to know each other. And that, um, that's modeled by the teachers, and then the students are learning. Oh, you know that grace that you mentioned, right? My friend needs some grace today. It looks like they've had a rough morning, so they're they're learning from the the what the teachers doing. You know, the teachers are modeling that, and the students are learning it, and uh, that's so powerful. Yeah. yeah, well, and part of that emotion center, which is also discussed in the chapter, is mm-hmm. that connection. Like you said, we're holistic beings, so we're not right. just talking about something that happens in the brain. We know that it's fully connected to the body. Full it that it's it's that whole 
experience. Some right. of the quotes that you'd mentioned talk mm-hmm. about like that whole body experience. And so we actually did talk with our staff yesterday of part of that emotion, uh, maybe calming and, and emotion processing is movement. Right, right. And, the power and of movement. we do a lot of movement here. If you come to a, a Wednesday family gathering at 830, uh, you see us in the family center doing a movement activity to end our family gathering to get ready for what we're getting ready to do, go do in class that day. Um, but it was great hearing them. So what were some of the things that you, when you were reading the chapter and, and kind of processing yesterday's stuff that kind of you want to talk about connected to movement and emotion? Right. right. Uh, well, we, we do know they are so connected. And I, I think it was really neat. Um, so I asked the teachers, you know, how do you incorporate movement into your day? And it was really neat because they were like, well, it's, it's so much a part of our day. They couldn't just think of like one specific yeah. thing. It's not like we just, we do one movement and then we're done. Um, you know, some of the staff talked about the very nature of our campus, right? We're, mm. we're moving. Yeah. Uh, we're moving across the campus. We're moving to lunch. We're, um, you know, we're walking around the quad. So um, it, there's so movement is incorporated into so many parts of the day uh, you know at, and the chapter talks about um, about three ways you know they talk about movement as a reset and I, I see teachers use that it's a way to, to reset uh, emotions right and I mm-hmm. know you know I personally you know taking a walk right yeah. and many of our students they, they walk around in the lower school they walk around the quad brain break gives them that opportunity there's um all kinds of movement in the classroom because we know that students need that set and reset um, with movement. Um, And then body mapping. Our teachers use body mapping as a way to create those memories and to um, help with long-term memory. And then the power of aerobic fitness, right? Just the movement there. Uh, Some of the statistics in the book were just so, so interesting to me how, um, how that movement helps with attention and, um, Learning, long-term memory. Um, one of the things that was most astounding to me is that how that movement can stimulate new st- stem cells and cause a shrunken hippocampus, if it's due to inactivity or, or aging, to return to normal size. How powerful is that? Yeah. Um, you know, the benefit for mental health conditions, even this, a strong statement, statement as exercise is simply one of the best treatments we have for most psychiatric problems. Um, and just the correlation with movement and um, and learning is, is powerful. Yeah. As we were getting, you know, this is a full staff thing that we do is going through this book. And mm-hmm. uh, the athletic director yesterday sent me a, it was actually a Twitter post um, because as he was reading this chapter, uh-huh. um, and he's thinking, obviously through that lens of athletics, sure. um, as he's thinking about our student body and that sort of thing, he sends me this Twitter post uh, because it was, the uh, some scientific studies that have been done on the power of movement mm-hmm. um, and he talks about it the, the study talked about Americans get about three to four thousand steps a day um, but not too long ago in our uh, you know evolution of, of being when we were hunter-gatherers it was you'd easily get 16,000 to 17,000 wow. steps a day wow um, and so as as we've kind of calm down as a society we're we're moving less and so the importance uh, of that um, one of the things it talks about is it increases serotonin norepinephrine dopamine we talk about those chemicals in the brain with our staff all the time right and needing to that natural release of those things Mm -hmm. uh, because it does it gives that calming it gives that sense of joy it gives that sense of happiness Um, and they have done some brain scans he was it's in the article there of um parts of the brain that 
when somebody is not active, like you said, of, of reducing function, mm-hmm. of, of reducing size, and then how um, exercise and physical activity starts to get those back to where they need to be mm-hmm. um, and releasing those chemicals that we need. And, and like you said, when, it, when you're talking about um, physical health, mental health, um, movement is a huge part of that. I know for me, I, I enjoy starting my day off with a run. Um, I, not that I enjoy running, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but it's, I know the days that I go out and can start it with running and, and kind of moving. And sometimes I don't feel like I want to be out there, especially mm-hmm. when I'm walking out the door, you know, and you're kind of like, okay, let's, let's do this. Um, but as you start to move and you start to, you know, breathe heavy, you start yep. to get that blood flowing it does have a better start then to the day. And, and not that I don't still drink coffee later on, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's got a big power in that, in that release of, of good chemicals, right? That release yes. that our brains need, um, the serotonin, the dopamine, the norepinephrine, that just kind of gets us ready for what we're doing. Now, there's also the physical health of that, right? Of, of right, Obviously, right. we all should probably move more than what we move, right? Right, right. Uh, but then those brain impacts, it, it's powerful. It is, yeah. That truly we are just whole beings, and they can't, we can't be separated, right, yeah. into physical and emotional, yeah. Um, well, I thought yesterday's uh, session with our staff was great, and, and you know, I, there's more than once that I get into those kind of, of sessions, and like I said, you know, go, man, I wish we had some of this being recorded. Uh, yeah. Although I want our staff to feel like they have the, mm-hmm. the you know, safety of saying something in that setting to, you know, not that it's not recorded, but... Um, it was so powerful. Right, just like you were saying, to hear from preschool. We have that continuity from preschool to 12th grade. Yeah. Uh, of that same mindset. And, and just, yeah, how, how um, that, that was a beautiful thing to see and to hear. Yeah, well, was, and to be part of a school that we don't just talk about this. We, we do spend time right. training our staff. Yes. Uh, we spend time, you know, having fun with our staff. We talk about that. We, we work hard. We play hard. We, we work in some play with our staff um, as well. But yeah. listening to the laughing that was going on yesterday as well, you know, we started the day with an energizer that was hilarious uh, that Cindy McDaniel had brought to the table, you know, and, and we had people acting out some <laughs> stuff with charades and then trying to get everybody to say a word through a phrase and, and different things. And some of the words that the staff had come up with, I was like, I, this is like yes. a vocabulary lesson for I me know, on some of those right? words. I was good at Googling some words. Yeah. yeah. Um, but being able to be in a staff that we can have fun together, that we can laugh, it's that really we can neat. share. And then, Great man, that together. really, I thought that was a perfect way to talk about restorative practice in motion because it, it, it kind of got everybody relaxed enough to then start sharing these these deep thoughts. Um, right. They were you know, very vulnerable, right, yeah, uh, that, that I think is going to have a positive impact in the classroom then. I think so, too. We all uh, learned from each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just loved it. I, I Like I said, I'm still going to have to go down and do a breathing uh, activity, I think, with, <laughs> with the preschool. preschool. That sounded so – and listen <laughs> to the teacher talk about it. I mean, she was just so calm about this. Yeah. Like, we do this and lavender spraying and, you know, yes, and I'm like – the smells, the sounds. I'm, I'm like, that is – so awesome and and listening to it then progress all the way up through high school and seeing how you know we're this is not this isn't some game that we're playing this is real life and and we take that serious right we we know that we're growing humans you know we know that that one of the trainers that works with us talks about our teachers are brain sculptors right 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 that you're you're trying to help that well Part of that brain sculpting is recognizing positive emotion, negative emotion, 
Um, and we're not just trying to tell kids don't have negative emotions, right? Right, right. Uh, so we're saying negative emotions are going to happen. Exactly. So how do you process through those? Exactly. Uh, and what that looks like at each grade. I know eighth grade, uh, I don't know if they did it this year. Last year did this whole on-road and off-road behavior. You know, uh-huh. behavior. Uh-huh. And so they talked about that with if something has gotten us off the road that we're supposed mm-hmm. to be on, recognizing that, okay, we're off road, but not just that we're off road, but how do we get back oh, on road? Yeah, that support of how to get uh, back on. Because we're going to be off road. You know, like I said, we don't, we don't act like negative emotions don't, don't happen. Right. You know, we know they do. And so it's not about saying be happy, right? It's exactly. not, it's not about that. Just everybody is going to smile and laugh today, but it's when these happen, Harness the power of it. Yeah, yeah. And our response to that, yeah. We yeah. have the power, yeah. And yeah. and be in control of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't let it control you. Don't let somebody else control you. But harness the power that comes with your emotions. Exactly. And then use them to do great things, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. It is. And I love how Chapter 9, The Power of Emotions, uh, fits so well with our restorative practice yes. model. And, yeah. uh, because that's the whole point of that is we're not acting like um, that the emotions aren't real. No, no. Um, we just have to understand that sometimes in those emotional states, we act in a way that's not right. Right. Um, I one of the guys, one of my mentors, he talks all the time about emotions are real. They're just not always right. Uh-huh. And so when I'm going through it, it is a real thing. But how I react and what I do, I need to try to put through that lens of I need to still act in the right way. And that's what we're doing, right? We're helping yeah. equip them uh, with their response to whatever that big emotion is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for Thank setting you. down and talking yes. through this. Thank and you, Mr. I Jack. love the conversation. Yeah, it's uh, great. And if you ever get a chance to visit uh, Kim Hedrick's office, you'll see some uh, awesome calming activities. You know, you can go in there and just color. Exactly. Uh, you know, she's got exactly. it set up Sandbox. for you. Yeah, draw in the sand. Uh, it's a very nice, calm yes. environment yes. for kids that are in there. You do a great yeah. job with our students. and. Thank you. And uh, love your impact on our community. So thank you for sitting down today. Yep, thank you so much. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about the Exceeding Expectations 2 book, you can find the link in the podcast description. If you'd like to find out more about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can find us on the website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can find us on social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.